The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. According to the latest annual cybercrime survey that was jointly conducted by CSO Magazine, the U.S. Secret Service, as well as PricewaterhouseCoopers and Software Engineering Institute's CERT program, do you know that a third of the electronic attacks, Kathleen, on organizations, public and private, you know where they come from? Yes, you tell me, though. They come from inside the organization. So we want to know what is happening inside your technology network. You're going to have to listen to our next interview. Yes. Ed Strauss, co-founder and chairman of Strauss Friedberg, based right here in New York City, a uh, career in law enforcement, specializing on cyber risks and technology, led him to this very fascinating company. Pim, I don't want him to put the software on me. You never know. Well, let's put the software on Catherine Cowdery now. She is in the newsroom with the Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Kathleen. Wall Street starting off this holiday-shortened week with a retreat. Bank of England Governor Mark Carney warned of prospects for a material slowing of the economy amid developing risks from Britain's withdrawal from the European Union. William Dudley, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, said today that Brexit is a cloud on the horizon for policy. He added that it's too early to understand the full consequences of the vote. Banks are taking the largest losses. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average down 115 points, two-thirds of a percent, trading at 17,833. S&P 500 down 16 points, three quarters of a percent at 2,086. The Nasdaq is down 47 points and nearly 1% trading at 48.16. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down $2.16 a barrel, 4.4% of 46.84. Spot Gold up $19.20 a ounce at 13.58.20. Ten-year Treasury up 23.32, yield 1.36%. American Express is moving into some new territory. It plans to debut an online loan platform for small business clients this year. Here's Bloomberg's Jenny Serain. It's actually kind of on both sides. There's a lot of these smaller fintech players that offer really neat, convenient, easy-to-use products, but then there's also the large entrenched banks like J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo that offer really similar products um, that offer kind of low rates but maybe not as much convenience. So I think Amex is trying to slide in right in the middle there. And and now a look at some of the other stories. Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. This news update is brought to you by Bentley University. What do rebooting America's oldest ski shop and crunching numbers at Vistaprint have in common? An MBA from Bentley University that prepares graduates to innovate and lead. Because business is everywhere. Prepare here. The FBI has recommended that no charges be filed against Hillary Clinton over her use of a private email server as Secretary of State. FBI Director James Comey told reporters that Clinton and her aides were extremely careless with the emails, but he said there was no intentional misconduct. State Department spokesman John Kirby disagreed with Comey's assessment about how things are handled at the State Department. I'm saying that the State Department has 
in the past and and does today take the treatment of classified information very seriously. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton says if she is elected, she will do all she can to stand with America's teachers and fight to improve the country's education system. For anyone who has faced a hostile state legislature, a union-busting governor, or both, help is on the way! Clinton addressed the National Education Association Assembly in Washington, D.C. today. And longtime New Yorker and Tuskegee Airman Roscoe Brown Jr. has died. Brown was part of the first African-American group to serve in the Air Force during World War II and would later be awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. This is Bloomberg. Catherine. Thank you. And now let's get a quick check of the equity benchmarks. Dow Industrial Average down at 98 points, trimming earlier losses, currently trading at 17,850. S&P 500 down 14 points at 2,088. NASDAQ is down 42 points at 4,820. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. 93% of U.S. organizations believe that they are vulnerable to insider threats. That's according to the data security firm Vormetric. Here to tell us more about security threats and how to protect against them is Ed Strauss. He is the co-founder and the chairman of Strauss Freeberg. They are based in New York City, and Mr. Strauss is a uh, former FBI agent. He spent 16 years with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He was then appointed to form a computer crime squad in New York City. At the time, it was only the third uh, in the country. Ed Strauss, thanks very much for being here. Happy to be here, Pim. This idea of... Uh, Internal threats versus external threats. You know, hold your friends close, hold your enemies closer. Uh, tell us how this relates to people in the workforce. It relates to people in the workforce two ways. Uh, the first is you could have an insider that represents a threat. And by threat, I would say somebody who intends to do something that they know they shouldn't do. Maybe they're disgruntled. Um, maybe they've been paid to do something. But then there's another side to it where you're just talking about good people who represent one of the biggest risks to your organization. That is, they are either careless or in some ways are responsible for clicking on an action uh, in an email that infects the system. And those, both those situations, malintent and maybe carelessness, come down to the human factor. And so what we've tried to do is say, if the human being is the ground zero for the action that we're talking about, shouldn't we be analyzing the human being as a human being. So, and in fact, 27% of electronic attacks on organizations, public and private, come within, according to many surveys, as you know, Pim was just n- noting some of these statistics. But so, so what does Scout do? What, are the, what is the, co- the program like, the software, the algorithm? So Scout is the name of the tool that Strauss Freeberg developed to try to understand people better. And the tool analyzes the language that appears in your emails and other forms of communication that are written. It does not work on voice. And it analyzes the language and the way you normally speak and looks to see does it change in a meaningful way over time. And if it does change, in what ways does it change? And we have about 60 different attributes that we can analyze about people 
just through their language. Can you give us an example, just share with us how this might work? Sure. Um, so we drew from psychology, and in fact, the software has 10 patents on it based not on computer science, but on psychological science. So we analyze words and relationships to, uh, of words to each other the way you normally speak. So, for example, if you are normally somebody who um, communicates in shades of gray, talks about, well, you know, this could work out this way, it could work out that way, I kind of get a sense that this might be a good idea. You're showing sort of subtle, nuanced communication patterns. If you suddenly change from that and to start saying this will never work or this is always going to go this way, um, you're now going into a more black and white zone. Also, if you refer to the organization that you work for in the normal course to say this is uh, my company, our business, and then over time you start talk about this place, hmm. the organization, that is psychological distance. And there's a reason why your language is changing from first referring to it as our firm, our company, my company, into one where you put distance. So analyzing the 60 different attributes, there's too many to go into here, but these are examples of the kinds of things that people indicate through their language that psychologists understand very well, but nobody had really brought that insight into the insider. How accurate is it? Accurate is it? How have you tested it? Uh, it seems to me a lot of people can turn that, like get mad at your company, but doesn't mean you're going to hit it with some kind of cyber attack. How do you know this works? No, that's true. I think, well, for one thing, if you do see this kind of language, it raises a question for inquiry. It does not provide the answer. And you have to look to see how often is this occurring. And uh, we typically flag less than one one-hundredth of one percent of all communications is even deserving any additional analysis. And then you really have to look to see, well, if it does flag, if it does indicate a significant variation and deviation on one attribute, do we see other attributes that are moving at the same time? And that is what I think you need to have. The software is designed to make sure that you do protect privacy, but you're not left in the dark so that you're blindsided. Is it also designed to protect intellectual property and also flag compliance issues? <laughs> Intellectual property is one of the most important things to guard against because when it is stolen, it, tip, it, it is not um, stolen in a way that deprives the owner. <laughs> Everything that is stolen is still there. So to indicate whether or not an individual who had the authority to access and copy files is actually um, in a state of mind where maybe they are going to do something they shouldn't do becomes very, very key. So the intellectual property is quite important. So uh, what's the next step for the company? Tell me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, we've always been a services company at Strauss Friedberg. But there are certain areas where we cannot find the tools that we're looking for, and so we had to build them. So the next stage for us is uh, really to continue growing the company and uh, work with investors to make sure the value is there. Well, fascinating company, and obviously the need for it seems to be growing, or maybe we've just become aware of how great that need has been all along. Ed Strauss, thank you so much. Co-founder and chairman of Strauss Friedberg here in New York City. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll be speaking with Rob Hayworth. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for U.S. Bank Wealth Management, helping to manage $133 billion. What is he telling his customers to do? That's next. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? 
With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more.